In this episode of the Advanced Selling Podcast, Bill talks about his experience watching recent pharmaceutical commercials. We come up with a great idea to prove that fishing lures actually work. And we talk about the mission critical idea of customer experience. Welcome back to the Advanced Selling Podcast, your home for weekly tips, strategies, and a little bit of entertainment. I'm Bill Kasky. I'm Brian Neal. And we are happy to be with you today. By the way, if you haven't told a friend yet, we just got a, a nice note from Angela, who we took her question here a couple of weeks ago. And uh, she sent us a note that said, thanks so much. You really enjoyed the answer that we did on the air. And she sent a text to all of her friends saying, hey, look at me. Isn't that nice? Yeah, it's very nice. So she was uh, really happy about that. And we love it when you tell your friends, your neighbors, your colleagues. You can either do it through LinkedIn. You can share some of our episodes on our Facebook channel. And if you haven't done that yet, just go to Advanced Selling Podcast on Facebook. There's a group there. Uh, the fan page, I mean, and just like that, and we'll make sure that you can share that with others. So that's how we grow it. We've grown it over the last 10 years to lots of people listen every week, and it wouldn't ha have happened without you guys. No, yeah, thousands, tens of thousands yeah. of people, really. Listen every week, and it's a great thing. We've not, we've never promoted the podcast. We've never, we've never, yeah, never like, bought never, an never ad. Bought an, yeah. Like gone out and advertised it, or got a. I've always thought about maybe doing one of those uh, airplane things that flies around a stadium with like a tail yeah. dragging thing. I bet that like would be effective. Advancedsellingpodcast dot com. You know, probably pick up fifteen <clears throat> twenty listeners per. <laughs> Huh? Or, what do you think? Or over Big Daytona brand. Beach, Florida. Yeah. Once it gets cleaned up. <laughs> or or skywriting. You know the skywriters or the ASP. <laughs> That's right. ASP. ASP. What's he spelling? ASP. ASP. What ASP? Wow. Well, okay. Uh, you can find out more about us at advancedsellingpodcast.com. And by the way, as Brian always says, we always say we're on the road. This time of year, fall is a great time for sales retreats and sales meetings. And we're booking events right now from uh, October through probably March of next year. Also, the first yeah. of the year is also a good time. Time. So if you want to get the ball rolling there, send us a note at listener at advancedsellingpodcast.com. Let us know a little bit about you, what you're trying to accomplish. Uh, you can either bring Brian and I in or Brian or I in, depending upon our schedules. We'll decide what works for you. I'm on the so, road this week. Are you? Chicago, yeah. uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Des Moines, Iowa. Thursday, oh, yeah. Des Moines, Iowa. Yeah, yeah Des Moines. Going to speak to a group of, uh, what do they call best places to work? Best oh, places cool. to work group there in Des Moines. So uh, we love to love to come visit. We like to go out and give speeches and talks and absolutely hang out with our people live. You know, one thing that I've I've noticed, and I know that you're an observer of marketing and advertising, and and I think I've mentioned on this before, but maybe not this angle. Is you ever listen to the pharmaceutical ads? Yes. Uh, usually. It must be a five to seven o'clock window where people in the afternoon, people who are in need of pharmaceuticals <laughs> watch TV because that's one that seems like it's they all are. The nightly news, Jeopardy, and Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> that's isn't right. It? That's it right. Is. That's, it the, is. That's, the, that's the wheelhouse when all the people, they're done with dinner, right? They that's went to right. dinner at 4.30. They're back now. And right. I always like it when the disclaimer 
actually warns against the very thing that the <laughs> medicine is supposed to be protecting. So I heard one the other day. It was called Trint Trintilex or Trintilez or something, uh -huh. and it's an antidepressant. And of course, what was the number one side effect with this drug? <laughs> it may cause depression. <laughs> it's like, wait a second. Aren't I talking? Okay, let me see here. Ah, it's a loop. It's a so really loop marketing deal. What you're doing is you're playing the numbers. You're you're playing the parlay here in football terms. You're saying, well, are my odds better of curing depression, or are my odds better of getting yeah. more? And we'll just have to play the numbers. I just and I get that, and I know there's a really smart no, there's people, lots these pharma, of rules. right? Yeah. The, and the yeah. pharma people, and they know their businesses and the numbers. But I'm so interested when I see the ad that says. If you have a left toe recessed gout mm -hmm. in your left toe, you may be a candidate for da 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 da. I'm thinking, how many people have this that are watching Wheel of Fortune right now? Because there's 40 million people watching it, and they just need eight. Like there's yeah. eight people that yeah. have this left toe gout, but whatever. I just, 40 million people. I, uh, well, I don't know. It's <laughs> bigger than I hey, thought. Did, no, no wonder. Doug Drozen fact checked me on the weekly <laughs> yeah. viewership of Wheel of Fortune. Uh -huh. and tell me exactly how many uh, viewers. I bet Doug I, will come up with a number. I bet Wheel it's of less Fortune than viewers? 40 million. I bet it's closer to a, million, a week. A million and a half. Oh, a week. I was thinking a week. Oh, every week. Okay. I bet it's a million uh, and a half a night. An episode? Yeah. We're catching them. I don't know. Maybe We're I'm catching maybe them I'm way off. You know? We should see how many we measure downloads per episode or downloads per week. Okay. What TV shows we outperform. That would be a fun <laughs> oh, little that's thing good. to do. That's wouldn't good. See, I bet we, we, there's we some cable shows. There's I'm some sure cable there's shows some cable that we outperform. That's great. As our listeners know, and if you're new listening, you may not know this, Bill and I are junkies for efficiency. We don't like to waste time. We don't like to spend time doing tedious tasks that other people could do. That's why our friends at Stamps.com are our friends. Stamps.com brings you all of the services of the U.S. Postal Service right to your fingertips. Buy and print official U.S. postage for any letter, any package, any class of mail, using your own computer and printer. Stamps.com makes it easy. They send you a digital scale, which I think is really cool, automatically calculates the exact postage, so you're not wasting extra postage money there. Stamps.com will even help you decide the best class of mail based on your needs. No need to lease an expensive postage meter. And right now, uh, you can enjoy Stamps.com service with a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus postage and a digital scale with no long-term commitments. Go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in Advanced Selling. That's Stamps.com. Enter Advanced Selling. Never go to the post office again, Stamps.com. Okay, topic today. Yeah. I am uh, always interested in how... You know, people come to Brian and I, we have our own separate consulting and training, coaching businesses, and they come to us and typically what they want is more sales. Yep. They want uh, more at-bats, more opportunities, more prospects, and so lead generation enters into it, closing, managing the sales process, et cetera. What typically does not come into it, although at some point it does, is this idea of referrals, A, and B, how do we grow from the inside out? So if we've got 100 clients doing $10 million a year, and yet those 100 clients could be doubling the, our, their purchases from us, we could get to 20 million without generating another new client, but how do we set it up so that we generate more business from our current client base? Yeah. There's, that's where companies fall down. They fall down huge. Big time. Yep. And they fall down both on the referral side. So wh yep. where do these things map back to? Well, they both map back to, has your customer, has your client, however you refer to them, have they had a really good experience yes. with you 
during the sales process and more importantly, after during the onboarding process or after they've committed to buy so that they can't wait to give you referrals and can't wait to buy more. Yeah. Yeah. This is a, if you're not paying attention to customer experience all the way through the sales process, you're going to be left behind is my, I'm really, really bullish on this idea. And, um, we're not taught it. We're not, no one really thinks about it intentionally. I think some companies are starting to. Uh, I know some companies are starting to. But I think most of the people listening to this show probably aren't tuned into that no. idea. And what they are especially not tuned into is what you said, Bill, is what it what it can do for them from a feeding standpoint. That if we create wonderful customer experience, people will go out of their way to tell people, Absolutely. right? And they'll, they'll say, you got to talk to these people. They're great. So really Absolutely. important topic here today. So I, we also know that our listeners are probably 70% of our listeners are sales professionals. Correct. And 30-ish percent are, are senior exec, either sales leaders, VP of sales, or CEO. So I don't know what the exact breakdown is. About 70-30. So yes. this is for everybody listening, but it's especially for the 30% or the highly ambitious 70% who <laughs> say, you know what? I need to do something. I cannot wait for my company to do something. Yes. I've got to do something. Yes. And so the point today is that Brian and I are going to give you a handful of ideas on ways that you can start to improve the customer experience beyond what it is now. And maybe you feel like you already do good good things now. That's good. But there might be some ways to improve it. Absolutely. One thing you can do, and I mentioned this to Brian before we started, is if you're in sales, go to your leader or go to the marketing team and say, how much, what is our budget for customer experience? I mean, what, who, who oversees that budget? How much is it? We, we all will know the budget of what it costs to acquire a client. Yes. So what does it cost us to keep and grow that client and grow it into referrals? I bet nobody will have much of an answer for you. I, I bet no one will have an answer. And they also won't know who to ask to get the answer. Yeah. They'll say, uh, customer experience budget. Who would I ask about that? Mm-hmm. You don't know. And they're going to think, well, is that marketing? Is that ops? The, qu- the answer is yes. And yes, it's everybody. It, it is. should be yeah. everybody yeah. should be involved in this, uh, in this process. So, so each of us have three things we that do. we're going to share. And Brian, I will give you, um, I'll give you the honors. Oh, I can go you, first. Yeah, you had a, a better score on the last hole. I so <laughs> you had a three, you had a four. I don't play golf. On a par five. All so right. go ahead. Yeah. Uh, so the first thing is, is really just a mental shift and to understand. Don't sell yourself short about that. I don't play <laughs> golf thing. <laughs> don't sell you. You're, you're being very modest, my friend. Every seven years, Bill and I, we're like the locusts. This 17 yeah, this year, cicadas, every seven years, uh, Bill and I go and play in a golf outing together. And then I leave the my clubs Bears. in his car and never see him again. And I sell him and then he's got to go buy new It's yeah. a great cycle we have. Uh, this is a mental shift. Everybody you included, have to see the whole thing as an experience, and you have to evaluate every interaction to that degree. You have to evaluate every interaction you have with a customer all the way through the sales process, including the post-sale process, um, as contributing or detracting from customer experience. Does it add to or detract from? And I'm talking about all your emails, all your follow-up phone calls, your closing, the handoff from you to the account team or the customer success team or whatever that looks like in your business. All of it adds to customer experience. You got to evaluate the whole thing. So what you're saying there is that I need to r- write or map out what what are all of those touch points, yeah, and and make sure that I'm 
I'm living up to what I want my the customer to experience. We we often send sales emails with the intention to move the sales process forward. So we say we send the sales email, did it get a response, and did the response was it favorable to move us through the sales process? That's one way to look at it. The other way to look at it was did I send eight emails that didn't get a response? And what was that experience like for the other person? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. should, is eight too many? Uh, it, was the content of those things not valuable to them? You talk a lot. We both talk a lot about value in the sales process. That's something that creates experience. So like, gosh, not only, you know, did we end up going with them and buying from them, but man, we learned so much along the way right. about our own business. It was wonderful. Yeah, yeah. Something that's like good. That. That's yeah. good. Um, here's one, and this this is after the sale. So this, I'm yep. Brian started a little bit uh, during the sale. I'm yep. going to go after the sale, and the question is, do you have any kind of an onboarding map? Yeah. And an onboarding map is very simply when the customer says yes, or you get the order, or how, whatever that transaction looks like, what happens then? And you should have, I think, and of course every business is different, but you should have a 60 to 90 day onboarding map because that's the time in the process where I think everybody's the most vulnerable. Obviously clients we're talking about here, they're the most vulnerable because they just made a decision. They're probably excited. Yep. How, many, how many times have you made a decision and it's it's been a gut-wrenching, heart-wrenching decision and you make it and yep. you're excited and then a month later you're uh, not quite as excited and then three months later you're like, I don't know if I made the right decision. Totally. It happens all the time. It's totally. called buyer's remorse. Well, the, the seller can stop that from happening by having a mapped 90-day onboarding plan. Not every day that you're going to send something, but maybe once a week. You just think through what are the different areas and kind of taking Brian's idea here is just map out what are all the elements of that. So the first step is maybe yes. thanking them for supporting you. Second element is um, maybe it's you sending them a list of the people who they're going to be co- in contact with. Maybe it's a meeting schedule where you lay out the first 60 days of meetings. Maybe it's a, a bouquet of flowers. I mean, yeah. it could be something emotional. It doesn't have to always be businessy. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and that map is mission critical, and you have to involve other people in your company, too, as a sales. Yeah. It, yeah. The, the other teams, other people have to be involved in that process, but you got it. You've got to do that. That's mandatory. Okay, next one. This is going to sound too like. What does he mean? I said Amazonize it. You have to Amazonize the onboarding process and the customer experience post sale. So uh, when you think about Amazon these days, if you're an Amazon Prime member, which I am, a lot of people are, ninety nine bucks a year, and I press a button for anything that I want. So I go look for a fishing lure. And I find it. It's four bucks, and I, it's Amazon Prime. I press the button, and that's all I do. Then you know the new thing that Amazon does. They actually, after they deliver it, they take a picture of it sitting on your front doorstep to show you that it's there. Oh, I didn't know that. They just started that. Isn't that an interesting mm. thing? Mm. More experience. And we just did it over the weekend, and we got our first picture. I'm like, look at that. Isn't that cool? And I'm like, how is that any different? But it is because it's like you took the picture. Or no, you they take the picture. You can see the picture. Is it a picture Amazon, of the box or do they of the box sitting on your the, front door? The lure in the mouth of a fish. <laughs> yeah, that would be we even better. It. Wouldn't it? It works. Yeah. <laughs> we went out in your pond out back, and we took an eight-pound <laughs> yeah. bass and strapped it to this lure just to show you this was a good purchase here, man. <laughs> no, that was a great. That uh, is going above and beyond. That is going above Someday. and beyond. You can do. I got that. the UPS guy sitting on my dock out back. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? I'm trying to. Test your lure here, man. Um, but that, that, so think about everything with Amazon. Another example when I'm teaching customer experience is Uber. Think about how simple it is, how great the experience is. 
and all of that should be compared to what yours is like. How Amazon-ish is yours? I've got a couple of clients who are working on this, and when you go through their onboarding process, it is an absolute train wreck with the number of, yeah. they send a list over like, uh, hey, I'm going to be your account manager, so I need the following things. And they give a list of like 40 exactly. things to fill out and do here and go <laughs> exactly. there. I'm like, are you kidding me? Amazon doesn't exactly. do that. You press one button. So uh, Amazonize that's a, it. That's, that's a what great happens. example of, we think we're doing the right thing because you do need that stuff. Yes. But the question is, is are we doing it in the right way? Yes. And... Uh, Oh, that, that's so true. There, there has to be so a, a better way. You just have to continue to Amazonize it. When you yep. get it down to Prime, you got it. Yeah. Right? Amazon didn't start with Prime either. They got there over time, right? So you can get there over time, but that's your goal. One touch. You're onboarded. One, you just go here and press this button. Everything will work for yeah. you. Like, yeah. Boom. Okay. Uh, my second thing is some type of a 90-day survey, assessment, check-in, uh, you're going to have to make this work for your business. But if you sell hundreds of things every 90 days, then you're probably not going to be able to show up and do a check-in or assessment. Yeah. But if you have a limited, you know, your your ticket price is, is high, your fee is high, and you're working with people on an ongoing basis, just do a check-in call uh, after 90 days and take them through a rigorous five to 10 question survey. What worked? What didn't? How would you recommend we improve the process? What, what, it, what surprised you about how easy the process was? What surprised you about how difficult it was? You start to get that kind of information from a dozen or so clients. It doesn't take a thousand. No. It takes a dozen. And now you, as a sales professional or sales leader, start to own that. And now you can go back to your team and say, look, you know what? Over 80% of the time when we send that thing out where we ask for 90, 1,900 items, people are pissed about that. Yep. And so now you've yep. got data, and you can go in and make things happen. If it's just your opinion, hey, you know what? I don't think people like that. It ain't going to change. So it's your chance to, A, find out what is missing and fix it, and B, start to assemble some data. That's brilliant. Everybody has. This podcast is so valuable. Just It just is. If you do what Bill's talking about, you're going to find out things that no one in your company knew. You're like, like you said, everybody hates the checklist page or whatever, you know, that they have to fill out this form. And you're like, really? They hate that? Like, yeah, everyone complains. But know, that took us a long people. time to yeah. do. Well, we need that data. I'm like, well, we've got to find a different way to do it because 80% of the people hate doing it. So, you know, which, because it's always about us, right? Yeah. It's really, really, really good. Uh, I um, don't know. Who, who, now, who'd you ask, Brian? We need that data. Oh, you asked John. People say uh, that. John doesn't like anything we do. <laughs> we need that data. I love when that's, I love that's the answer. Well, we need that data. Well, okay. Uh, okay. Uh, last, I'm reading my, my uh, things here. They, they seem kind of vague, and I try to make them tactical for you. The next one says unsolicited love. I want to find any way I can across the experience to show my client unsolicited love. Sometimes the mistake that we make, you have the, so we grew up in the 80s, everyone's like, the customer's always right. Whatever they ask for, yeah. they get, that sort of stuff. Now we have to go past that, and we have to show them things that they didn't ask for, and we have to give it to them, right? And so we have to pay close attention to anything like that, whether it's something that they said that they uh, enjoy doing, enjoy reading, something they're interested in. I'm not talking about if someone says they're interested in golf, you send them some golf balls. That's okay. Um, this should have to do with the solution that you're selling mm -hmm. specifically to say, hey, um, I took the liberty to put together, uh, we, you know, we've got a user guide that we deliver and it's good. Um, because what you told me about your team, I took the liberty to put one together to customize just for you. That's a one pager, and I laminated them and I send them over so your people can actually carry them around and have mm -hmm. them on their phones. Hope you don't mind. 
It's that sort of thing. That's exactly Unsolicited right. love. You know what I mean? That's exactly like, right. Thank you for taking the time to do that. Even if they don't use them, the fact that you the took gesture. the time to think and do it on their behalf, to me, enhances the yeah. experience. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. That's an example, though, of, of you said earlier that you got to get your team together and make this a team because yeah. you can't think of all these things. Because if you uh, get five people on your team and somebody raise their hand and say, you know what just happened at the Apple store last week? I was getting ready to go in and they did this and they did that. And you say, well, hell, we can use that. That's a great <laughs> right. idea. So um, get a team together and start to, to look at these things. It's just great. Uh, the third thing I had was probably the biggest of the three. And it, it is the hardest. But drum roll it? Well, and, but it might be something that we, we pick on in a different episode. Okay. And that's the idea of... Have you clearly laid out the success path mm. that you will help your customer uh, embark upon? Like, and a, and like. a success path is they bought it. They bought something from you. I do a fair amount of work in the capital equipment business, and yeah. people, you know, companies or organizations will spend two hundred to five hundred to a million dollars in capital equipment. And I think a lot of times what happens is we just expect, well, they know how to use it. I mean, they've been using it; it's a replacement for an old piece of equipment. And I think, no, maybe they don't know. It's not that they don't know technically how to use it, but they might not be thinking, well, how is this piece of equipment going to lead this? company to ultimately more success. Yes. And I think this idea of a success path is really critical. And it's not something you email to the customer. It's something that probably gets worked through with your customer and with some of your smart people inside your firm. But I think it's huge. And if you can, if you can embark on that success path, on that journey, they will never let you go because it almost, in a way, it never ends. I mean, you're going to yeah. get to different milestones of those successes. And will you say what you said again about emailing it, please? Yeah, just it's it's. I think emailing dilutes the power of the things you email. So if it's something worth doing, it's something worth sitting down yes. and discussing. It, it. I see so many of my clients, this whole thing, they want to email it, and they make all these excuses. Well, they prefer email. They prefer, and I'm like, yeah. don't, I, don't, don't call them. Even if you call them to tell them you're going to email them, call them. You just call them and say, hey, uh, wanted, wanted to you know, check in, tell you you're going to get an email from us. It's a success path. Here's what that is. And then you'll get it. Maybe you and I can talk through it for five minutes uh, after you take a look or whatever. Don't just email it. I have yeah. so many clients that do that. It's an awful experience, I think. Yeah, it is. And when you figure that only what 20% of emails are even open. Now you say, well, but mine are because they're in business yeah. with us. Uh, don't be so sure. Well, when they, see, so yeah, sure. they see mine. Ours are, they need to look at mine. Ours are ours red. Ours are important. Ours yeah. have like Christmas colors in them and they really do. big fonts. They jump Huge out at you. Fonts. <laughs> Huge fonts. <laughs> Huge fonts. Okay, so that concludes it. What do you think? Uh, uh, again, power episode. This is just great stuff and take bits at a time, but really I, I would prefer our listeners start the path to this customer experience. I don't want them to think that, again, like I said, Amazon got to Prime over time. Yeah. Get to this over time. You be the starter. You're the one that drives the – I'd love for sales to drive this mm -hmm. within our company. So. Once again, as we said earlier, we are out and about. Uh, Brian's heading to Chicago and D Des Moines. Des Moines. At this uh, listening, I'll actually be done. I'll be back. You'll be done. Okay. Yeah. So welcome back, man. How hey, was yeah. it? It was oh, great. Okay. It was right. phenomenal yeah. speech. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I, I knocked their socks off. So if you do have a retreat or a sales meeting or some type of uh, group discussion and you'd like to have one of us come out or both, 
make sure you send us a note at listener at Advanced Selling Podcast. You can also go to advancedsellingpodcast.com and check out the all-in product. And of course, we'd love to have you, if you're not already on the LinkedIn group, go to advancedsellingpodcast.com slash LinkedIn and be a part of our 8,600 plus people. See you next time. See ya. Bye. Bye.